Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. I'm your host, Chet Czar, and uh, we've got a great one for you today. Well, if not if you're an NFT hater, I guess you might really hate today's episode, but today I interview John Bainert from, uh, uh, he's an artist, he also has the Bainert Gallery in Australia, he's also the creator of the Toddler Pillars nft project and we had a really excellent conversation about the whole nft thing um even if you hate N nfts you should listen to it i think because I, I i really believe blockchain is here to stay but um everything's covered uh, i think we covered every angle of it and it was really uh enlightening and informative so hope you enjoy it uh, first off, I want to say that I keep forgetting to do this. Paul Komodo's got a Kickstarter. And let me see if I can find it while I'm talking about it. He's got a Kickstarter for his sketchbook. Uh, I'm looking it up. Hold on. Anyway, his sketchbooks are legendary. Uh, anybody that knows Paul and is part of the, the art scene in LA, the dark art scene, Paul's sketchbooks are really amazing pieces of artwork uh yeah so if you if you search if you google paul komoda and sketchbook kickstarter it'll come up he's still not quite at his goal he's got eight days to go i'm sure he's going to get it but it it's definitely a project worth supporting and paul's been on the show he's he's brilliant amazing artist so please support that if you can I, I bought one. I can't wait to, to get it. Hopefully it won't take five years like mine did. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I've been shipping dystopia books out and people have been receiving them. Everybody loves them, which is great. I'm getting all kinds of positive feedback. Um, we I have to go through every single address because everyone's moved since. So it's tedious. It's taking forever. But um if you have messaged me with a new address, just hold tight. I'm going through one by one. I have to go through every single one of these orders, make sure that the address is new, and then ship them individually. We've got 60 out so far. So I think there's like 600 books that have been ordered. And 60, so I'm a tenth of the way done. Is that right? I don't know. Uh, anyway, so that's what I've been doing other than, um, I released the third NFT that went well, still, still diving into this. Um, you know, something I, I don't think I've mentioned a lot about the whole NFT thing. I feel like, you know, I, I don't like being that guy that just won't shut up about NFTs, but there's a reason why it happens because it's, it's an amazing thing, I think. Um, but one thing I haven't mentioned is that I've been getting so many synchronicities starting around the first of the year, synchronicities and things I would consider signs that are kind of pointing me to go there. And I really feel like, it feels like how I felt back when I decided I was gonna start painting monsters in like 2000 which is basically there's no market for it. Why are you doing it? 
no one's going to buy monster paintings. Um, you know, and then of course the, the blow blowback from people who are wondering, you know, why you're evil and why you're painting evil paintings. And, um, it feels similar in the NFT space because you've, there's a large segment of the population that doesn't understand it. That's constantly giving you shit about it. And I feel like in the same way that I kept following this path that I was on, that I knew was the right way to go for me with the monster paintings. Um, I'm following this NFT path because you know, regardless of the fact that it makes sense to me, it's fun, it's lucrative. There's just so many benefits to it. Uh, from my logical perspective, I'm also getting all of these kind of cosmic things that are basically saying you're on the right path doing this. Take it for what it's worth. You know, if you don't believe in that sort of thing, it's fine. But <clears throat> that's kind of the real reason I'm following it. The main reason is because it seems obvious to me that that's what I need to be doing right now. So we'll see what happens though. It's a gamble. It's a risk. It's dangerous. Um, you have to be careful, uh, but I just love it. So anyway, um, I think that's all that's been going on here. Hmm. Been a lot more active on Twitter because that's where the whole NFT community is. And suddenly my Twitter, I've gotten like a thousand new followers since I started using Twitter again. It's great. I'm really liking it better than Instagram or any other uh, platform at this point. It's really weird because I used to not like it at all, but I, but I don't have, you know, I've curated my feed to where I don't have a bunch of people arguing politics on it. Just a bunch of really cool artwork. Um, so anyway, Okay, yeah, and we got a Twitter, uh, a Dark Art Society Twitter profile now. Um, as far as, yeah, if you want to join the Dark Art Society and support it financially, you can do that. You can join our Patreon for a dollar a month or more if you want, but at least a dollar. And um, let me see, where were we? And you'll get your name read on the show. And get in the discord, get in the Facebook group. I really want to get that Facebook group moved to the discord because everybody hates Facebook so much. Anyway, so these are the latest subscribers. Damn Engine, thank you so much. Damn Engine is a new friend in the NFT space. He's a really amazing NFT artist. And uh, thank you for, for joining. There's a lot of dark art artists doing NFTs. It's crazy. I had no idea. Um, and they're doing amazing stuff. Okay. Canopic Studio. Canopic Studio. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Uh, thank you. Uh, Ramsey Ferhad, another NFT person. Hey, who's doing these cool dark NFT works? Thank you. Okay. And we have Sasha Leb. Lebby. Zinski, Lebedzinski, thank you, Sasha. Spectre Four, thank you. Um, and I think there's a couple more here. Alexander Pacheco, thank you, and Nick Styles, thank you. You are making the podcast happen. Uh, let's see if there's any other news. I don't think so. It doesn't matter. This 
interview is what you want to hear, not the intro. This is a really great one, and I think it's pretty long. Um, so let's get on with it. Enough yakking. Let's get on to the good yakking. All right. Uh, that's it. Hope you enjoy it. And here we go with John Boehner. Hello, John. Hey. How are you? <laughs> Pretend like we weren't having a conversation a second ago. Yes, always. <laughs> That's how it always goes. Oh, yeah. nice to see you. Wow, you look great, man. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like we haven't talked in um, half a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, we haven't seen each other since, uh, well, the last interview. But yeah, in yeah. person, it's been a long time. That's true. I, I think it was um, 2016. Wow. I, that was when I did the last show at Copra Gallery before I, I opened Bain Art Gallery. Wow, that is a long time ago because now you're fully established as a gallery. You know, you're the, yeah. you're the yeah, big cheese. Now. Come a long way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was quite a journey, yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I always, you know, when you get when you become an artist early on you you think oh man i want my own gallery and and then and then you get involved in galleries and you're like i was like no nah, i don't want a gallery no way i'm just yeah, not yeah. good at that kind of thing or it's so you have to be an administrator you have to be organized you know you have to communicate well with people it's like not any of my all of my weak weak aspects of my personality I don't know your communication. I don't know. I think you have aspects of all of that stuff, but I think if you did run a gallery, you could kiss your um, most of your art time goodbye. That's, that's yeah, yeah. That's the that's main the biggest thing. problem. Yeah. Like, how much art have you seen me create recently? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, I've a little seen, bit. <laughs> I seen you create uh, ten thousand, ten thousand, uh, ten thousand uh, uh, digital art pieces. That was my idea, but it was actually Tim Malloy who who illustrated all of the traits. So yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Well, so you're administrating there, right? So you don't get to do the fun stuff, but that's how it always that's how it always gets. You know, like I remember working for Rick Baker. You know, he he he's you know he 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 started doing all of his own work, sculpting, doing everything, and by the time mm -hmm. I started working for him, he was like he was lucky if he got to rough a sculpture out and then send it off to be finished and molded and painted and everything and you know yeah. so it's like it takes all kind of takes a lot of the fun out of it but um yeah so you've been good i, I love you know the marketing and the sort of administrative side of things as well because um i don't know there's an art there's an art in that as well definitely there's a, there's a real passion in sort of making things grow through you know marketing and networking and you know i mean there I really think, is you know, I, I think you're you've got a passion for that too. I mean, yeah, for sure. Right now, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when you believe in what you're selling, then it you you get uh, I at least for me, it's like I I believe in what I'm selling. You know, which whether it's the podcast or Dark Art Society or my artwork. Hmm. So then it's like it becomes fun to try and come up with ways to creatively market. Exactly. You know, and, 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 and that becomes part of the whole thing. It's like, oh, this is fun. You know, this whole thing is You're going to love that about the NFT space because that's almost as. Yeah. 
that's as, as integral to being an NFT artist as it is creating the work itself. Yeah, like man. Even more so than, than the, the fine art world, you know? Yeah, yeah. That, that's one. I, um, I think I may have tweeted about it. If not, I was telling someone about it. One of the unexpected little side effects, because I've done three so far, uh, was, was having to make these promotional videos to promote it. And, you know, cracking open Adobe After Effects and Adobe Premiere again after all these years, it's like, oh, my God, this is so much fun to edit this little video together and make yeah. it like a cool collage and trying to be artistic about it. It's like another creative aspect of it that I didn't expect was going to happen, yeah. you know? So, that's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're, that's that. Uh, I mean, just to get it out of the way, you've got your, <laughs> your successful established artist forever. You started the Bain Art Surreal, International Surreal Collective. Uh, Josh, who we were talking to on the Twitter spaces was texting me. He's like, dude, that guy formed my early artistic, uh, you know, I forget how he put it, but it was like, that's how he learned about this whole art scene was from your collective. He's like, I had no idea. So that was really cool. But anyway, you've got a gallery, you've got this amazing gallery, uh, uh, very successful. And now you have this hugely successful NFT project. And I'm getting into NFTs. Oh, and you've got a little chihuahua there. <laughs> got a chihuahua. Yeah. Is that a she's puppy? She's the or... smallest chihuahua you'll ever meet. No, she's just she's just tiny. She's wow. two years old. How cute! What's her name? She's so cool. Peach. Yeah. Peach. She was just digging. She was digging on the ground, so I had to pick her up. But also, I wanted to show her off. Yeah. 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 She's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, that you know, that's I'm taking take. I'll, I'll, I'm assuming that everyone who listens to the podcast to listen to the podcast podcast kind of knows all that stuff because we covered it before and we wanted to focus more on the nft side of things today yeah i'm not yeah. sure if you meant i guess one thing you might not have mentioned there is the publishing although you might have. oh yeah the, no yeah no i didn't yeah Bain Art yeah, Publishing. So I, I also published um your book and yes. uh and chetza sorry you are chetza and chris cook's <laughs> book and um and Laurie Lipton's book. Yeah. So there was the publishing company before the, the, the gallery. Yeah. You did those like, uh, uh, metamorphosis. Yeah, yeah. The metamorphosis books, which were amazing yeah. too. So you've done a lot, man. You've done a lot in your life. You're not a slacker. Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't, I don't, um, I don't really enjoy not doing things. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> I feel bad about it. You know, if I'm watching like too much TV or whatever, right. I just feel bad about it. Yeah. I get so bored I just, I just, easily. I get bored yeah. if I'm not doing something, making something or something. I think productive. we've got a similar drive, you and I. Like it's like um, it's like building stuff. It's like yeah. always always adding. Like it's like um, I feel like life's like this computer game, and you're just building. You're just building this thing, and you're just adding to it all the time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like hundred all of all of my things that I've been building are all really related. You know, they're yeah. All, they all feed each other, and they're all connected. And it's, right. It's it's and like it's, growing something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like growing something and it's and it's fun. It's fun yeah, when it works. It's, it's yeah. not fun when it doesn't work. <laughs> Cause I've had no. a few I've had a few things that I tried to build that didn't work and and it's no. kind of a bummer, but you you know you everyone's forgotten fun. what they are, so don't mention it. <laughs> forgotten. Okay. I have no uh, idea. <laughs> no, I was in a band for a long time. I was trying to do oh, yeah. and uh have had some shows just tank, some some uh some great art shows tank for some reason no sales yeah. really weird but anyway doesn't matter um 
Yeah. So let's talk about your, your amazing success in NFTs and how you got involved. And, you know, cause I, I'm, you know, I don't want to be the annoying guy, like on the South park episode that just keeps talking about NFTs, but yeah. I can't, you know, once you get in there and get involved, you realize it's a, it's at least my experience is it's a hundred percent opposite of what I was told it was going to be like. Yeah. B, the art is amazing if you know where to look, you know. Definitely. Um, An incredible artist working in the space. Yeah, incredible. incredible. Like like the people that, you know, would be considered maybe the top of uh, of the artists that we show in, in, in the traditional space. There's people like that amazing doing NFT art. And, and a lot and of people who have been going viral with their, their animations and their digital art for years but have never found a way right. to monetize until now. Right. Like so many people who I've literally been following for like so long. Um, I mean, obviously Beeple's like a, a prime example, but there's so many animators who are, have been going viral on Instagram for years. And the only way that they've made money in the past is through clients, you know? Right. But now they've, now they've got their own thing. They, they finally are in, in a, have been enabled to make their own original one-of-one one artworks, which is something that, us painters and and whatnot sort of take for granted right now actually make a uh, something that's commercially available you know yeah, yeah yeah i'm wondering when uh you know that br that brings meets meyer to mind yeah when he's gonna that's get true. in because man his about it. yeah his stuff he was he was i mean back it must have been 2000 he was yeah. doing stuff that nobody else was doing where he was making these 3D objects. He was filming in his living room and then he yeah. would make this 3D object that was moving and it looked so, and it was, and it was all tracked with his, you know, whatever camera he was using. And it yeah. was tripping people out. Like I remember he had that one time. Chrome sculpture in his yard. They have a yeah. devil. It was like a wire Chrome devil head sculpture. And, and I remember I was like, did he make a Chrome giant, sculpture yeah. and people thought it was real and so it's like he's been doing this stuff forever you know yeah i talked to him recently about it um and he's definitely looking at the space um and he's still making these amazing things like, yeah still... he would kill it <laughs> it would know. be like instant with him he'd be yeah, instantly rich more than probably anybody i know he's got that reputation in the in in that area but anyway uh, yeah. um so yeah, I'm just I'm uh, uh I want to preface it with saying that I you know having now I'm a veteran at being in for about 5 weeks <laughs> and uh and I have yeah. seen the, the the negative side that people have talked about like the crappy projects and the uh kind of there there's a there's a negative side like there is to the art world. You know, there's like scammers there's yep. crappy projects, there's criminals trying to rip your crypto off, there's shit, but it's like, it's all the same stuff that exists in the real world. So it's kind of like, you know, what are you expected to be perfect and not have any problems? It's this brand okay. new technology. But um, if you, I feel like from my experience, if you get into the right community and surround yourself with a bunch of amazing artists that are in it for, you know, the right reasons, which is, you know, making money is fine, but people that really want to put quality out and get excited about how the technology can uh, 
help uh inspire them creatively because that's how i am i'm like i'm so inspired creatively because of all the stuff i can do with my artwork right. now you know yeah. it's like it's giving me this new i don't know like a second uh i haven't been this inspired about painting or creating artwork in general since i started painting in like 2000. i think we're on the verge of like uh i mean we're not we're sort of in the hype bubble phase of of like almost like a, a, a like a bit of a renaissance you know like right. um, like there's a lot of a lot of like you said there's a lot of garbage and scams and and uh people just kind of cashing in but at the same time or oh, it's it's probably even more like the the internet boom you know like the right. dot com bubble, right you know right. You're seeing you're seeing um you know this amazing new innovative technology just emerging and all of this gar this layer of garbage on top of it yeah. <laughs> and people speculating and, and making absurd amounts of money on this garbage right and at some stage this thing's gonna this bubble's gonna burst all of the the garbage is gonna fall to the side and and these you know the the quality is gonna emerge absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. so so yeah I feel I just I feel like that the the good side of it, just never gets mentioned in any kind of uh discuss any kind of critique of the space it's not like when when it's critiqued people say but there is this amazing aspect to it it's always just the bad stuff and it's like that's not yeah. it's not a fair way to judge it because it's really um it's it, it, i i hate to say it i hate to say it but it really feels like this huge kind of paradigm shift i'm sorry i just yeah. said it i just said i it. think one of the things <laughs> that people aren't really aware of is there's like I think sure it's crypto and it's nfts and people jump in and i jumped in originally for the you know because i love the idea of sell i, I was already i was already buying ethereum and bitcoin mm -hmm. the idea of no 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 longer buying ethereum but actually earning it with my art was right. just like super appealing you know it's yeah like, yeah yeah right i want i want to accumulate this this awesome asset that i think is going to you know change mm -hmm. the world um you know and there's a great sort of money making kind of potential there but then once you're actually in there's something about the community that's so supportive and so genuine at least right. large sections of the community obviously yeah, yeah. It's, not all, it's not all like that um it's like it's like that experience that we had in the early days of the internet where we we all sort of found each other like all the dark artists and the surreal artists and we mm -hmm. started forming communities you know i guess what my whole thing's been about this this bain art surreal art collective um and we started forming like real relationships with each other but it's like that magnified by by right. thousands you know <laughs> yeah. like just the the level of 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 goodwill and camaraderie in this right. space people genuinely trying to prop each other up and help each other yeah is like next level yeah yeah it's yeah. like i've had the most the most amazing experiences in twitter spaces building these these friendships you know yeah it's amazing it's and it's it, we sound like assholes i know to someone who doesn't quite understand it but, I, <laughs> but it's like i wouldn't be saying this if this hasn't this wasn't my experience i mean i think people trust me enough from this podcast and i have a reputation i'm not like a I'm not, a, I don't lie to my audience, you know, I'm, I'm a, kind of an open book in that way. And, and I would never say something I didn't really believe was true. And so, mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, but it's really as amazing as 
as I'm saying. <laughs> it's all I'm saying, I guess. It's it so it's, so it's cool. as bad as you're saying, and it's an amaz- as amazing right, as you're saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like it's like the world. <laughs> it, that exactly. It's just it's yeah. so big that it's 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 gonna have a, a wide range of everything in it because it's so yeah. huge. It's like giant. So uh, yeah. So how did I, I got in as well? Uh, um, I, I I started investing small amounts in in crypto uh, in twenty the beginning of twenty twenty one. Okay. Not a ton, but enough to where I was like, wow, this is, you know, this, this has done a lot better than the stock market that I got involved in at the same time. I like put some in the stock market and then I put some in crypto and it was like, come on, you know, there's no, there's no comparison here. Um, Well, you can, you can multiply by factors of what, like a hundred within weeks, but you can also lose it all over. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I think if you go for the bigger sort of what you would call, I guess, the blue chip kind of um, uh, cryptos like like Ethereum and Bitcoin, there's, yep. there's less volatility and less risk, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 sort of I'm all in on on Ethereum and Bitcoin because there is actually a gambling addict inside me that I I I, I um I don't want to wake up, you know, like because uh-huh. <laughs> I got into yeah. crypto in two thousand and 17 oh wow uh, and wow. that's early and i um yeah i just i was doing what what people call um i was playing the shit coin casino you know uh-huh. I was, uh, <laughs> like at the start i was like i came in through you know bitcoin and ethereum and then i was like oh but there's so much more gains that can be made of these these i guess what are like penny stocks these yeah these smaller cryptos that have the potential to multiply by a thousand times all right but they also have the potential to go to zero you know right <laughs> and, and i went all in on that stuff and um and admittedly if i held on to some of that stuff until now i would be a millionaire but i didn't because i kept oh, wow. swapping from one to another right yeah you know, I'd, I'd i'd jump in just to, just before things crashed you know? yeah. <laughs> that's what everybody does at first i think yeah so now um and i lost I don't know. I, I I was sensible enough to not put any money in that I wasn't willing to lose. Although right. Same. None of us none of us really want to lose any money, but you know. Right. Right. Uh, it didn't. It didn't like like I lost money um, during that period, like in 2018 when the whole thing just crashed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of I I I kind of I guess that kind of stung, and and I, I looked away. I I just didn't pay attention for a few years. Um, and that's when I should have been buying. <laughs> you know, that's, yep. I mean, the people who made the most money buy during those periods. That's uh, what they say. That's where all the money's made. Yeah, because that's when the theaters have been bought for like, you know, $100 each, you know. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And that's or, or less. Um, but I but I didn't. Um, and then I got back in uh, in mid to late 2020. But I, I sort of came in as a Bitcoin maximalist because I was so, I was so, um, so I just, I just bought Bitcoin for a while. I was so like um, burnt by the first experience that I didn't want to touch any altcoins. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, the whole t- time, time, <laughs> I was like, I was looking at Ethereum thinking, but I should, but I should, but I can't, you know. Right. And, and then I eventually got back into Ethereum and I was like, yeah, I, I, I. I reconnected with my belief that Ethereum is 
is ultimately the one that's going to be the most transformative to our society. Right. And I mean, I guess other smart contract um, platforms probably will to some degree as well, but I feel like Ethereum's kind of like hit this critical mass, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I feel like it's, it's, it's proven, I guess for me, the other smart contracts uh, platforms are much more centralized and mm-hmm. Ethereum is trying to maintain its level of decentralization while also scaling. And, and it's, it's got a lot of problems because of that, but I think yeah. it's going to get, I think it's going to make it. Yeah. Um, and once it does manage to scale and gas isn't such a problem, it's just going to, it's going to explode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe that, especially when, when, when they go to uh, proof of stake. Yeah. Yeah. And, all, and once, crazy. And the layer two solutions as well, once they're like fully uh, adopted, it's going to take all of that weight off the, the base chain. And anyway, this is pretty technical stuff. We're yeah, talking yeah, about. yeah. But basically I got really bullish about Ethereum. And then at the very beginning of last year, I decided to mint some NFTs uh, and somehow I managed to get onto super rare really quickly. Wow. Um, I think it might be because of my connections through Bain Art Gallery, to be honest, because oh, uh, right. there were some artists on there who, who knew me from the, ba- the whole Bain Art thing. And they suggested to the people on super rare who were basically in, involved in the selection of artists that they should they should bring me on board too, and I I hope it was on the merit of my work too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I hope so. But um, I got on there and and uh, and you know, I mean, yeah, the the money that I made from these animations of my oil paintings because I didn't I didn't mint any of just straight reproductions of my art. I was minting like collaborations, collaborative animations of my oil painting. So the elements were moving around. Yeah, so I'm so breathing. I'm, and yeah, I want, I want to do that so bad. I'm so, so excited to do that. Anyway, you've got the skills, you've got the skills, but I, I, I went 50, 50 with a friend who's like, uh, that's an cool. we did it together. And, uh, and I mean, ironically, <laughs> those things sold for like multitudes more than the actual original paintings did, you know, because right. we're in crypto, you know, it's kind yeah. of, it's, it makes no sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes I, sense. I, Let me interject. Uh, one thing Josh says all the time, Josh Breckenridge, he's the guy who kind of got me into crypto and, and, and has been helping me with the, the whole NFT thing. Um, he says, you know, a lot of these people that buyers are people that bought Ethereum when it was like 40 bucks and they just have exactly. shit loads of it. So for them to spend like five Ethereum, which is, 15 grand is nothing because they've got millions and millions, like hundreds of millions of dollars in Ethereum. That's true. And that's one of the reasons why Ethereum's um, probably the best bet for people um, looking to, you know, <laughs> I guess, you know, really sell their works for, for higher prices because those people, those whales do exist in the Ethereum right. ecosystem and they're buying these things. Uh, but there are other people who bought for much higher and they're still, Right, you know, spending a lot of money on on this um, these NFTs uh, as well, and I mean, I and and some of these, I mean, some of these people are doing it in a really clever way, and you know, some of these people have invested in the right people, and they've bought at what would seem like an outrageous price at the time, and then sold for magnitudes more later. You know, right. this is a secondary market in this as well, and if you 
if you bet on the right artist, it's, you know, um, this stuff becomes even these, these NFTs become even more valuable. So yeah, uh, yeah it's another way of yeah. investing. And, but I also, you know, one thing I also see um, is, is that the collector community, you know, everybody assumes the narrative is that these collectors are just these tech bros who just are trying to scam a bunch of money. Uh, but I see a lot of collectors that are just, you can, you know, I, I know collectors from, I've been selling to them for 20 years. I know what they're like and, yeah. and they're passionate about artwork. They like, they, they have to have a piece. They love it. It's yeah. not a logical thing. They're not collecting for money. They're doing it because they want that That's thing. Good. And I see a lot of that in NFTs. Like people, once you, once you get into it, it's, it's a dick it's addicting to buy yeah. them and to share them. It's like, I, it's exactly like the art market, man. It really it is. is. It really is. <clears throat> it is. And it's like, you need more to flesh out your collection. It's, it's all right. about like, like I've got a few nice pieces and it's like, I've got one by this artist and this artist, but I don't have one by this artist. Right. Yet. Right. Or if yeah. I only got one by this artist, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. just not, it's just not on your walls. It's in your wallet. <laughs> right, right. Right. But yeah. it's on, it, it's on people's, virtual walls i just saw uh, a picture true. a picture of a guy who was showing you know a picture of him in vr looking at this buyer's collection in in vr yeah. and it's like that's fucking cool man <laughs> i don't know i think it's awesome yeah. uh i don't know i i, yeah, I just I mean i'm i'm fully i'm fully uh I, i'm fully buying into it now i get it it's a there's yeah, a moment there's a moment where it clicks and, and once you get sense. the digital scarcity and, and the whole idea of like, I mean, the, the idea of like digital scarcity and that, that there is only one of these things. Sure, you can you can right click save, but I guess your your NFT is really the, the digital certificate of authenticity right. signed by that artist saying that this one on the blockchain, this is the original. All right. of the other are copies, you know. And um, this is a great getting your head around this stuff, but it's, yeah, know. yeah. It's a different way. It's, it, it, this is how a paradigm shift would be though. It's hard to understand at first. And, and it's like, it's like, it's like watching a movie, you know, there's a certain movies have like a certain style to them and you have to buy into the style of movie it is in order to accept that reality. Like there's, you know, these kind of superhero movies where there's this uh, a crazy version of reality that's exaggerated and people go through all kinds of stuff and get beat up. They would die in real life. But but you buy into that reality in order to enjoy the movie. And it's like that with I, I think of that a lot about movies. It's like that's part of the reason I have issues with certain movies. I can't I can't believe I can't be, I can't buy into the reality. It just it's too much of a stretch for me. But it's like yeah. that with 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 the NFT market. It's like. You have to kind of change the way you think about things. And if you're able to see it from that perspective, it all makes sense. It makes yeah. just as much sense as the regular art market. But what I wanted to say was one thing that <clears throat> Christopher Ulrich, of all people, who yeah. uh, he, he was talking to me, I just say that because he's such a non-technical guy. He's like a hardcore, yeah. you know, but he's, he's going to uh, uh, create an NFT or he's going to get, get in. He's getting in. Yeah. I've, and, I've seen posts recently. Yeah. 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 But he, so much. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. And he brought up such a great point that I've never heard anybody bring up yet. And he said that if anything, an NFT is more close to the original piece than a print is 
because with an NFT, it's the first scan. The, the, the digital image is the first scan and a print is a scan and then a print. So you're two generations away from the original and an NFT is only one generation away from the original. And yeah. it's like, it's, it's authentic uh, on the blockchain by the artist for sure. This represents the closest thing to the original, more close than a print, more, more close yeah. than a paper print. And I thought that was a really great observation that I haven't heard anybody else say no. before. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah, yeah. so go Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to do well, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. If he doesn't, I'm going to buy all his shit because I know eventually he will. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a Christopher Ulrich painting. I've got the large one that he showed with us with the, you know, the skeleton that's that's holding the kind of his, his guts. Like, and then there's like, uh, oh gosh, I should, I should just show you. Like, yeah Can I just, oh look i'm just going to show you quickly cool because i can't i can't explain this thing like you can't describe a christopher ulrich painting <laughs> i know right <laughs> <laughs> but you'll you'll know it when you see it yeah yeah oh yeah that's a great one yeah i ended up buying that one that's yeah. so amazing yeah it's so good i love that one yeah. oh and look at look who's over here wait there's um all right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yep. The commission. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I got into, let's getting back to this, the story. Mm -hmm. I got into, uh, you know, one of ones in, in, uh, in the space. And then I sort of got to know a lot of people quite well. Um, how, how many did you, did you mint? Oh gosh. I don't know. Like maybe seven or something. I don't even know. Yeah. Oh. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know you, you'd done that many. Yeah, um, I, you know, and I minted them really gradually. You know, I only really, I generally only released a new one when, you know, the other ones had sold or, or yep. like I made sure I only had like two at a time. I kind of learned from a lot of the people who were doing well in the space that that scarcity was really Im important in mm -hmm. this space. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it, it is in any market, but I mean, Definitely. even more so here where you're looking at every available piece by an artist and, if you're seeing like this massive body of work that's all available, then it's kind of like, there's no FOMO in that. There's no, right. you know, like, oh, I can wait my time. It's like, you know, or, or like these aren't really in demand, you know, even right. if, I mean, we all have a, we all have a body of work that we could potentially just mint, you know? Yeah. I kind of really learned from the people who, who kind of mentored me, I guess, in this space that that's really important. Yeah. Um, and 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 that was that was great and uh and i got to know some of the some of the collectors who who bought the stuff like who bought these nfts uh, have become like uh you know huge supporters and connected me with all the right people and ended up buying into toddler pillars as well and and um and and so many of the artists have been just incredibly supportive oh and, yeah uh you know uh, people who i talk to regularly about um you know, all kinds of things um, and just hang out with, you know, in Twitter spaces. Like right. we, we, a lot of the time that we're in Twitter spaces, we're not even necessarily talking about NFTs. We're just hanging out with friends, you know, which has yeah. been, it's been really good. Like, I mean, we just went through the longest lockdown in Australia. Well, in Melbourne, Melbourne had the longest lockdowns in the world, right? right. Uh, we had 270 days lockdown 
wow. over a period of 16 months. Wow. Um, and during that time, I was um, fully immersed in this NFT space and really getting my social fix from it, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and building these relationships. And, and I ended up like spending a lot of time in Twitter spaces, just like, you know, hanging out with people who had become, you know, good friends who I've never met. Right. You know? <clears throat> um, yeah. And Twitter spaces for people who don't know, it's like clubhouse, but Twitter's version of it. Yeah. It's an audio group, kind of a group chat sort of in a way people can listen in and, you know, basically anyway. It's also an incredible growth hack for social media. Like, I mean, for, for Twitter, if you want to build a Twitter following, there's no, there's no better way to do it. You know, it's, I know My, it's, I, it's incredible how I've fast got, you. Yeah, yeah. I've, I was stuck at a certain number for probably, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it grew a couple thousand over 10 years. I, like I hit mm -hmm. a point and then maybe I got a couple thousand. I've gotten like a thousand since I've come back on and started engaging yeah. in the NFT community. It's crazy. It's so active. I think the toddler pillars account is up to like almost 17 and a half thousand, I think. And that's been over like five months or so. Wow. Like, crazy. <laughs> insane. Yeah. It's insane. But I, a lot of what I've done in with that account is not just, not just promoting toddler pillars, but I actually um, have spent a lot of that time, you know, running, actually running spaces uh, and co-hosting spaces. And a lot of, a lot of spaces I've, I've done have been sort of providing, uh, you know, one of one artists and also uh, project NFT project creators with like, um, you know, I guess stuff that information I've learned about how to market your NFT. So I've been mm. really running these kind of marketing spaces. Oh, cool. And, uh, and that's kind of, I guess that's become a bit of a passion of mine as well. Just sort of trying to, help people sort of uh see ways to 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 grow their thing in the space yeah 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 it, it seems like that's everyone's attitude that they generally at least the people i've come across they want to help you understand to to, to work it better to be yeah. involved and it's you know it's it seems you know from the outside world it seems like oh it's just part of the pyramid scheme you got to get more people in to support your thing but it's not like that it's like no you know me getting a bunch of dark art society artists in isn't gonna uh you know affect how my nfts sell no you know what i mean no. it's 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 such a huge space no, that's not your market that's just they're just more artists i mean right in web two people would say that's more competition you know it's right like, right yeah there's, so there's all, I guess there's this real feeling of like the, this feeling of, like I said, camaraderie and like this power in numbers, like the right. more of us little guys can group together. We can kind of, you know, become like Voltron and <laughs> 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 I want to be the head. <laughs> Everybody wants to be the head. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, um, so I've done that and, uh, and I mean, I've sort of done a lot of that just to just, you know, with no expectations, you know, like, it's not like I, I did those marketing spaces to sell toddler pillars. Right. Right. But, um, but the goodwill that I've put out there really came back, you know, like I yeah. noticed that we did, when we did release the toddler pillars, <laughs> release the, toddler <laughs> pillars, um, the, 
I came back into spaces like and and people all these people that I'd been sort of helping and communicating with and building relationships with who I hadn't been really trying to you know promote toddler pillars to right ended up buying toddler pillars you know because yep. they they believed in the person behind the project so yep. yeah yeah that's, that's the way it works that's the way it seems yeah. to work yeah so um that, that's amazing so so how did the the toddler pillars thing happen and how did it okay. take 10 years off your life <laughs> <laughs> you imagine oh first I think off some of it's come back to me that some of those years are starting to return to me. Yeah. Okay. I have Definitely to ask felt you, like that at the time. I have to ask you, I have to ask you this. Okay. Is is it called a Twitter spaces or a Twitter space? I think people have it wrong. It's a Twitter space. It's a Twitter space. That, yeah, because okay. people are always I mean, I think because when you when you tweet about a Twitter space, it says join me in my space, right? Right. Like right. it just naturally, it's that's what it defaults okay. as. So they, it's a Twitter space. But it's called Twitter spaces, but people are getting their plurals wrong or, or they're, okay. you know, just, people are just not thinking. Just through. <laughs> I just had to clear that up because I, I know I've, I've been thinking about this. It actually, <laughs> like so many people say, um, I'm, I'm going to have a Twitter spaces. And it's like, that's not English. <laughs> that's okay. I don't want to, I don't want to upset anyone. It's right. fine. <laughs> As long as you know, as long as people know what you're talking about. So, yeah. how, so talk about the the toddler pillars project and how that happened because that was huge for you. Well, I guess like I I was looking at these generative projects like these PFP projects and PFP, I, yeah, profile PFP. picture, yeah, yeah, which is weird because P and F is one word, profile. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's like they had to add another letter to it. Right, somehow. right. So yeah, I, I want to just be PP. That's maybe that's why they didn't do it. They wanted yeah. to be PP. <laughs> so that's your profile picture on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, but and they're people, like they're, they're projects, right? Like right. so, they're like people buy into projects. They buy a one of your NFTs, and they belong to a community. And there's a roadmap that sort of like uh, has various sort of goals on it and it's like you're it's like a it's like a fundraiser you're funding this project creator to realize these goals and you're and you also uh if they're successful it should sort of bring up the value of your nft right because it becomes a successful project and it grows yeah so um that's kind of the idea it's like i mean people go on and on about utility it's like with a PFP, you're 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 buying a piece of art fundamentally, but there's also utility and community. You know, right? Like that that piece of art may give you access to various things. Like a a toddler pillar gives you, you know, you have full commercial rights to that toddler pillar. You have if you connect your wallet to our website, you get like a high res like six thousand three hundred pixel file of the toddler pillar, which you can print really large. So you're you, offering co commercial rights to them. Yeah. So how does that work so someone can take the art and do whatever with it like as, make long, it, as, as long as they own that token they can do whatever they want with it they can make yeah. a cartoon of it and sell it to a, with that particular toddler pillar yeah, it's kind yeah, of smart them. in a way because i mean it's they a cool thing yeah. yeah it's a cool thing to to offer but it's also smart too because if that would just any anything any commercial venture that was done with it would promote the whole project 
Well, you can see what's happened with the Bored Apes who kind of innovated that idea. Um, and there are many, there's a lot of branding out there with the Bored Apes where there's people who have taken their Bored Ape and put it into their branding and it's, they've done really well with it. And it's ultimately brought more people over to Bored Apes. Oh, they have, they have, they offer they that as that. well? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's kind of, a, it's become a bit of standard in, in, in the generative projects. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not not everyone's doing it but yeah right. it's something that some people are doing but we went a step further where like there's this added utility of if you own that token you can then download your toddler pillar 6300 pixel res which is massive you know mm -hmm. uh, uh and also we're doing toys with the with the toddler pillars but not just the toddler pillars but we're doing like the specific traits are really detailed so we're making them into 3d like actual toys that you can order through like we're doing it through um ism toys who would have this other project um and you have to own a toddler pillar with that trait to get that toy so that's giving the traits utility oh that's so cool yeah, yeah. um but that. also we're aiming to do like a you know we want to we're building out a story and we're aiming to we want to do like an animation based on that story yeah right uh, and also the toddler pillars themselves they have like utility and that we're also like I'll, I'll be coming to america in the middle of the year oh, and cool. having toddler pillar meetups where you have to have a toddler pillar to actually it's like a ticket you know? right yeah it's, yeah yeah i've heard of yeah. people doing that before yeah um and also we're building out another collection the chimera pillars which are also utility for the toddler pillars and you basically get a free chimera pillar mint if you own a toddler pillar but you also um get a, a significant discount on uh additional mints if you want to mint more than one yeah wow so you know there's a lot of this and there's more utility than that but um but the community side of things is they have they have membership to this community you right. know? Um, yeah and and to to participate in all of the things on our discord you you need a toddler pillar you need to be verified uh, right yeah but anyway there's, there's a lot more to it, but I, I kind of veered off into, into details. But um, I saw that the, the PFP space, for the most part, the art was kind of fairly simple, right? And, and right. Fairly, fairly generic. And um, I really wanted to take my old toddler peach sculptures into this space and do something with the PFP. Uh, but something that had a lot more detail, a lot more uh like interesting imagery a lot more creativity mm -hmm. uh, than you would expect in a pfp project so that the art isn't just a wrapper to community and, and utility the art right. is just important as well yeah, yeah yeah so that's what we did and and i teamed up with tim malloy who's one of the artists that you know has been showing at our gallery for ages he's a good friend um and he created the the artwork for the toddler pillars um and basically we did 888 traits i think these generative projects usually have anywhere from 100 to 300 mm -hmm. so we just kind of went insane on the on the traits uh and their the traits are great by the way <laughs> they're yeah. super cool it's like they, there were so many you know the bloody knife and <laughs> there was yeah. all kinds of cool like uh yeah it was great it was very creative there's a lot of interesting there's a lot of pop culture culture mashups as well mm -hmm. like it's like say a chest vortex with the you know the luck dragon from never ending story flying out of the chest yeah vortex with i know a, 
with Leatherface like riding yeah. the luck again. <laughs> it's so and cool. And it's called the, the Never Ending Massacre, you know, like, um, <laughs> and then great. there's an, other ones where we've mashed up, like, uh, oh, the you light one out. Where we've mashed up, like, um, uh, you know, Bob from, uh, what's it, Bob from the Day of the uh, Dead? The Day of the Dead. But he's like a DJ and he's coming out of the, the <laughs> vortex as well. That's I mean, great. that actually is the moment, you know, from the film. But, um, you know, That's just great. we've taken lots of pop culture references. Yeah, and yeah. Them up and yeah, there's one of my favorites is called uh, Nostalgic Playtime. And it's a Care Bear, an abominable Care Bear that looks like the Punisher, but with three eyes. And he's tearing apart Chucky from Child's Play. Like <laughs> and Chucky looks terrified. That's great. But, um, yeah, so we went we went really deep into the traits. Um, our community, like uh, on our Discord, like that's a big part of what this is. We're really active in suggesting traits as well. So one way we included them on our journey is we encouraged them to suggest traits, and we we um, incorporated a lot of them into the artwork. Oh, as that's well. cool. That's great. Yeah. And they they also had a big part to play in our our law, you know, the the development of the story of the toddler pillars. Yeah, like they, that's so yeah. cool. That's so fun. That's that's the other thing that never gets mentioned mm. with the, with the with the NFT haters. It is super fun. It's it like is. the whole thing is so fun. It's like a it's, it's world building. Yeah, it's, it's, it's world building and it's community and it's super fun. It's super creative. It's, yep. It makes you just think of things creatively and it gives you ideas. It's just And there's really an element cool. of decentralized creativity. Like what I said, like, Tim Malloy is always talking about how it's like there's this creative feedback loop. Right. Like you put your, thing, you put your, your, your creations out into the world, into this community, and they feed it back to you with their creativity. And then that influences your creativity. And it's this amazing process that like we, we had this incredible derivative contest where hundreds of artists created their own toddler pillars in their own unique styles. And that just went like, it went viral on Twitter. Wow. It was amazing. Um, and a lot of those people ended up minting them. So there's like all of these toddler pillars because toddler pillars are like, they're like open, open source. So like, you know, like right. we own the toddler pillar project, but the idea is everyone's, you know? Right. It's kind of like, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. So, so that like, uh, you, you mentioned to me, um, before we started recording that you, you kind of have a second job now. <laughs> yeah. You have well, two jobs now. Yeah. I accidentally started another business because, mm -hmm. I mean, um, as a one of one artist, you can like, you, you're getting in the space as a one of one artist, as I originally did as well. Uh, if you mint something really, you're just creating an artwork that someone, collects and then you can continue creating artwork or or or, or not mm -hmm, right <laughs> you know the artwork sold you have no there's no other deliverables it's kind of it's done right like, um, setting up a pfp project like a generative project is like um it's like setting up 20 kickstarters at the same time like a kickstarter on steroids mm -hmm. on a lot of steroids <laughs> and then um <laughs> but the rewards are never over <laughs> right yeah there's there's ongoing <laughs> there's ongoing expectations yeah right so 
you really want it to be something you're pretty passionate about. You yeah, because you're um, gonna be you're gonna be dealing with it for a long time, so you better enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I mean, and you wanna you wanna sort of hold on to some of the like you know, toddler pill has made a lot of money, but you wanna hold on to some of those funds to actually pay people so you can delegate right. some of these things, yeah. some of these roles, so that you don't actually lose your mind from stress. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, absolutely. Like, what's the point in? making a lot of money and then trying to do everything yourself and falling apart. Yeah. There's a point. Yeah. There's a point where you, you, you can't do that anymore. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, this is something that I've been wondering uh, how, how do you go about creating, you know, how many pieces did you make for that project? So there were 888 unique traits, right? There were 9,999 toddler pillars. How the fuck do you make 9,999 individual pieces of art? It's an algorithm. So it's a script. So So those are computer, you you are, okay. Because this is what I was wondering. You take Mm -hmm. like a base image and you tell the program, this is the base image. These are all the variants. And the the algorithm will create the pieces of artwork. Yeah, but not just that. Randomly, you're, also defi- you're defining the rarity of yeah, each, yeah, right, yeah. Trade as well. So just say you have. Um, so let's just keep it really simple. Let's just say, just just for you know simplicity, let's say there's fifty different eyes. So that's one of the one of the areas is right here. Um, mm-hmm. Like the 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 outline is all the same, right? On right. every single one. But just one layer. So the toddler pillars have like 19 different trait layers, but the eyes is one of them. So we listed all of the, like there was like a column, everything, everything had to be kept really in an organized way on, on Photoshop, like in mm-hmm. folders. But, um, and it matched up with a, uh, like a database that we created on Google Sheets. And there was eyes and there was every eye that was sort of titled. And then there was the number of that particular eye, which made up this percentage and that whole list needed to make up a hundred percent. Right. It's like, okay, this type of eye is super rare. There's only one of them in the entire set of right. out of 9,999. Yeah, yeah. And that this adds to the, yeah. There's 20 of these. This one, there's, there's a hundred of these, you know, right. there's, you know, whatever scaling all the way up to the most common. But together, all of those eyes need to make up 100% or 9,999. Yeah, got it. Yeah. And then you give it to the developer and you just say, just do it. <laughs> right. Okay. So, but how many like assets, how many layers needed to be created to feed into the algorithm? Well, 9,900, sorry, 888 in our case. Um, but I mean, the, the individual like uh, uh, variant pieces because there's like different things they're holding and there's different eyes you said there's 15 different uh characteristics 19 19 layers layers. they're all in folders right or or categories and then some of those some of those layers have like what like the backgrounds were fairly limited there were maybe 20 different backgrounds but then Mm -hmm. other backgrounds like say the crown, which is the thing, whatever's on top of the toddler pillar's head or the things in the top hands, there's more like 80 of it. Like there's 80 thing, different images that appear in this hand, 80 images that appear in this hand, about 80 on top of their head. Um, so they're all defined as to where they go. Right, uh, right. They don't like one, there's only, there's a thing in this hand 
that doesn't ever appear in any other hand. Right. It only appears there. Yeah. Right, right, right. That makes sense. But then the it's completely random as to what gets yeah. paired with what. That's um, so cool. I so the, one of the coolest parts of the process was um, like we, while we were developing this and building the community, we created all these sneak peeks where we, we mixed and matched things that we thought looked cool together. So we made our own toddler pillars um, and that's what we're using to promote it. And then once the generative process happened, like when we saw them, we were just as surprised as everyone else. Yeah. And they were so hilarious. Cause like, the way that the algorithm combined things randomly was just so much more funny than anything you could have come up with. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It was that, very cool. Yeah, that is it's it's super cool. I love it. I love And when people like actually that. minted them as well, like um, there was this there's this cool part of the process where it's almost like unboxing. So you mint. So for whatever the mint price is, you just mint them. And you don't and see it, one. right? You don't see it. Yeah, right. you don't see it until the reveal. Right. So you have no idea what you've got until the reveal. And you don't know if it's a rare. You don't know if it's a common. Yeah. You don't know what it is. You, don't, you have no idea. Um, and then they become revealed. And it's like, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's really so cool. cool. So yeah. this whole thing was pioneered by the Bored Apes people? No. So... This whole thing was pioneered in many, many years before that. Um, 2017, I think, maybe 2016. Um, these sorts of 10K projects. I don't know if CryptoPunks was the first one. Oh, crypt yeah, right. Was, CryptoPunks. It was one of the earliest ones uh, with this whole generative sort of... And that operated in the same way with AI and all that, the way that... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they were given out for free. So that was a free, that was like an experiment. It was, that was airdrop. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> some of those are worth millions of dollars now, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But there are other even earlier ones, I think, that people did actually discover like earlier versions of this, which are even more valuable. Um, wow. But now I think at this point, the Bored Apes is definitely one of the, the Bored Apes have surpassed um crypto punks which was never really expected at the beginning but i guess the thing is it just shows that um crypto punks never went further than what they originally did to innovate or to build community right they're still, they're still a status symbol like if you have a crypto punk it's like you know you're sitting on this valuable thing it's right. like having a it's like having a ferrari or what but much more valuable right <laughs> but, but the Crazy. board apes have like a, a very active sort of community you know of right. people who are all very supportive of each other and you know um and obviously there's all of these celebrities who own board apes now so you're in this elitist kind of group of people right. who have this expensive ticket to this <laughs> right. you know, club um yeah. but also they innovate you know they they've also got all kinds of utility that they're they're constantly adding to what you get yeah yeah it's really interesting it's yeah. never, ex I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a new thing that it's, I mean, look at how, how long it took you to explain it. That's what the problem, part of the, what the problem is. It's like when you explain it, I think a lot of people will go, okay, I can, I can kind of see that. That's, that's not yeah. just like some dumb crappy cartoon ape picture. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's some, there's more to it. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. Um, 
so you know and, and it's like the technology if you don't like you know the apes or the toddler pillars for that matter if you don't like or the crypto punks it's like you could you do anything using that whatever you think is a cool thing if you're well, an artist think that it's going to go way beyond art as well like um the N nft technology is going to be as um disruptive to to all industries as mm -hmm. the internet was you know like um for instance like we use there's a lot of bureaucracy that we use in society with our you know legal forms and right. the way we store information it's like if we were doing that if for instance if you're if the deed to your house and your birth certificate and your marriage certificate and and your passport was on the blockchain as nfts right it's like, there's no you can't actually you wouldn't be able to f like mess with that or forge anything or or, or like fuck or with lose that. it <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't lose it anyway <laughs> but but you can't edit it without that edit showing up on the blockchain right you know? right yeah 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 so it's like um yeah it's all verifiable it's 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 actually really cool and also like just say you it was a deed to your house uh you could then like every time it's sold onto the next buyer that would also show up as a part of the history of that nft right so it's kind of like you know it has the and and also it, it there's the opportunity for cutting out the middleman if it was done in this decentralized way one day right maybe you wouldn't need real estate agents i don't know maybe the whole thing would be automated right i don't know you know people yeah, are speculating yeah. yeah. about how this this technology can be used um and i guess the idea of smart contracts is that they're trustless there are two parties without um the need for a central storage point or 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 like um someone overseeing the whole thing who is the trusted party right yeah. right yeah yeah it's amazing yeah. it's it's an amazing technology i know that the, the, the this um one of the criticisms i've heard and there's many is that what a dystopian nightmare it would be for all of these things to be on the blockchain and for people to have access to you know see your information or where your bank is what bank you're using where you're sending things and it's like yeah i mean there's all these there's it's so big there's all these potentials for all kinds of shit amazing and bad too it's like the stuff will get sorted as the technology's adopted you know it's just like with anything it's not well, it has a positive and a negative you know like, yeah because for instance if you've got a criminal trying to move money around right and and, and, and the authorities have so, at least some insight into where did that money came onto the blockchain and and they would be able to see every single thing that's happened with that money if yeah. they follow it right it's actually like you know how the, the money laundering kind of argument or the 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 crim it's mainly being used for criminals yeah, right like, um it's actually a really dumb way to yeah <laughs> to be i know it's, it's, all, it's all traceable you know exactly um, it's all public but the privacy the privacy thing is a, is is difficult you know for instance um if i like there's the the money that was made from toddler pillars it's all in a you know it's in a wallet right right people can see everything that happens they can right. see when when i pay myself and tim they can see when i buy something with it where, wherever it goes they can see um uh and and people you know there are people who keep a, a close look on all of this stuff and it's like 
even though we're not like a publicly listed company or anything, we're a private thing. And we should really, if you think about it, it's not like they're, they're public, they're shareholders of a public company where everything needs to be kind of documented and announced, but they can literally watch everything that happens. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, interesting you know it's an interesting dynamic um, I, I was just watching a, a video of someone did of a a crypto scam kind of a rug pull that these influencers did these douchebag youtubers did yeah. like a a, a a project that was a, a crypto a, a token project and it's like you could see what this one guy did by his listings on the blockchain and how he just immediately sold all his shit you know, like as soon as it went public for everyone else to buy, he sold it all really quick and just fucked everything yeah. up. And then they were like kind of going through his other listings. And it's like he's this is what he does every time. It's like intentionally being an asshole for his own yeah. gain. And it's like, you know, you it's harder to get away with. If you know what to look for, you know, you can kind of see what's going on, what people are actually that's doing. Why, that's why anonymity can be a problem in this space. And I guess like people like us who are. Uh, have staked our reputations mm. on our art and our projects, you know, because we are already known figures in the art world. And, you know, people could track me down and actually come to my gallery and say, hey, you got my money. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it, it works. That kind of scam works a lot better if you're if you're anonymous, you know. Right, uh, right. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you can literally just create another pseudonym somewhere else and just right. go and, do, and, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But there's a lot of that in this space for sure. Um, you got to watch out. You got to be careful. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, it's it's it really is. Everyone says it's the wild west. It really is the wild west. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting though, and it's like you know, do you want to live in the regular boring ass world, or do you want to live in like an exciting place where all this stuff is happening and there's risk involved, and but the gains are potentially huge. It's like. It's just, to me, it's so fun. It's, it's really, it's my kind of place, I guess. Uh, I enjoy yeah. that aspect of it. I kind of like the danger of it and the, the excitement of it. And the, just the, it's just like, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's appealing to me in that way. I like that. As long as you don't take out loans and invest or invest your life savings. Yeah, right. Don't be stupid. Don't do stupid things that you wouldn't do in, in the regular world. And, you yeah. know, and be careful. Because yeah. that happens, you know, like people like they get FOMO, they take out a mortgage on their home, yep. they lose it all. And then they're just like, you know, they're fucked. Yeah, know? yeah. But that's a stupid thing to do. It is. <laughs> you it know? Is. Yeah. So, I mean, but there are people in this space who have literally started with like a couple of thousands who are now like multimillionaires, yeah. you know, like there's a lot, a lot of people who have sort of just played their cards, right? Or got lucky, you know? Yeah. Um, and there are artists who who got in early who are now like stupidly wealthy too, you know? Yeah. Um, How often do you hear about that? Artists getting stupidly wealthy, you know? I mean, in the, in the, in the traditional Oh, in the real world. world. No, no, it's that like, doesn't happen. Yeah. It's like, I mean, that <laughs> happens to the top 1% in the real world, but right. this is like, it happens to a lot more people in this space for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I, I've been building my, slowly doing the traditional business model of raising my prices slowly 10 to 20% a year over the last 20 years. 
And it's like, I'm still not selling. I'm getting to a point where I I'm feeling okay about what my pieces are selling for. And yeah, it, it took time. me, it took forever. And it's, and, and I went in and on my first NFT, I sold it for, uh, almost twice what it's the original sold for. Yeah. It's yeah. like, and, and, and some, someone put it, I think in that Twitter spaces that in that Twitter space that you were in, I think, um, it's like, or maybe you said it, that it's like artists are finally getting paid with what their, what their work is worth actually. I don't know who said that, but I heard it. Yeah. 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 yeah it was, yeah. It, it's, it's, and it's kind of true. It's like, that's what we should be getting, but yeah, it's, it's not happening. <laughs> again, it's, again, it's because a lot of the, the bigger buyers bought Ethereum when it was a lot less expensive right. as well. Or they've made such gains in this space that they're not thinking about the US dollar conversion when they're doing this stuff. They're like, okay, I have hundreds of Ethereum. I like that artwork. I will spend a few Ethereum on that artwork. But right. there are some, you know, some of these artists, some of the, the, the real pioneers in this space, like some of the earlier artists are selling their works for like a hundred Ethereum each. It's just like, mental you know wow which would be how much is 100 ethereum well you're in america so okay um, isn't like three thousand us right now i think around there that's like three three hundred it's a bit more now i think it's going up but um yeah it depends on the day (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's it's started creeping back up again yeah uh, which is great um so and, and I think the blockchain honors or rewards the early people. So the earlier you're in, like, so for instance, the people who were, you know, coming in before all of this, this hype happened, like the people like Ferocious and uh, Xcopy and, you know, there's a bunch of others I could probably mention, or even people who are less early. Um, they're, they're like the, the OGs, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's almost like they're a part of, crypto art history and their work right. is valued as, as such right um but really that was just a, a year and a half ago you know yeah yeah <laughs> that they they started all this um or when, whenever it was it's 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 it wasn't a long time ago um whereas it would take decades for someone to get like there in in the the real world i guess right but i i, I believe that the people getting in now so what I think this is my crystal ball. I think <laughs> people getting in now who actually survive the crash, because there's going to be, there's going to be a crash at mm-hmm. some stage because it's, it's irrational right now. Right. Um, who continue to work throughout the, the a bear market. If there is a bear market, depending on how bearish it is, uh, they'll be, they'll be the, the people in the next bull market who are seen as the OGs or and the right. next generation ogs so um i still think getting in now is very early mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i uh i f- i feel like um it's a gamble it's a risk but i i i uh it's a risk and gamble that i'm willing to take because to me it makes sense like i yeah. believe in it fundamentally i believe in what's happening there and to me, it makes sense. Like to me, I'm. It seems like this is not something that's going to go away. It's not just a fad. That's how. That's just 
kind of from my experience how I feel about it. So I'm like, I'm I'm gonna take the risk. I'm gonna take the gamble and and try and try and do it. Just try and be yeah. smart about it, you know. Um, so how do you uh, uh, for people listening? How do you uh, talk about the environmental issue? Okay. People? Yeah, I was actually thinking we should bring that up. Yeah, because um, that's important, and that's what most is most of putting to artists either either you know with artists who are genuinely concerned um and don't want to contribute to you know the environmental issue um and also for artists who are more concerned about their reputation and what that might do if they do jump into the right yeah yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we've, seen, we've all seen the the people with their pitchforks on, on Instagram when someone mentions NFTs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not, it's rare when someone says I have some, it happens. I have concerns about this environmentally. What do you think about it? It's more like, Oh, I unfollow artists who do NFTs. Fuck you. You know, they're just yeah. assholes about it, man. It's like, I don't yeah. care what side you're on. If you act like an asshole, you're an asshole. Sorry. Yeah. Cause anyway. I mean, is, I mean, firstly, we've, we've got to draw a distinction between, um, you know, uh, proof of work blockchain like Ethereum, mm -hmm. and then there are the proof of stake blockchains that, you know, um, can be operated with like a, a tiny fraction of the amount of energy, um, yeah. like all of the other blockchains, basically. Right. And the fact that Ethereum is in the process of moving towards proof of stake. Right. And the thing is, Ethereum over the next six months, hopefully, you know, I don't know how long it'll take, but apparently <laughs> um, will be transitioning to proof of stake and reducing their, their, their level of energy consumption by over 99%. Right. Like, so that's not going to be an issue at that point at it all. It won't be an issue at that point, no. But the problem is they're trying to maintain decentralization while also transitioning to an entirely new, new model. Um, and some people have drawn the analogy that it's kind of like they're in mid-flight. They're like an aeroplane that's in mid-flight and they're trying to change the engine without landing. Right. <laughs> and right. they, can't, they can't land. They can't stop the, the plane because there's, you know, hundreds of, I don't know, is it hundreds of billions of dollars in, in Ethereum? I think, it's, I think it is. Um, there's a lot of money in Ethereum. <laughs> right. You can't stop it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, You've got to do it mid-flight. Um, now, another factor that people don't weigh up is, yeah, like it is problematic. Ethereum, I mean, the thing is, I'm in Ethereum. So, you know, you can think from this like, yeah, but you're not in a proof of stake. But yeah, I'm in Ethereum because I believe in Ethereum. Right. Um, but you've also got to weigh up like, like what are the, what, like how many, how much energy is consumed by by other things that we use on, on the everyday, you know, like the banking system uses an absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or leaving all your electronics plugged in all the time, which everybody does. Exactly. That's a ton of electricity every year. Exactly. Um, these things are all comparable as well. And the art world in, in itself, like think about like, you know, when we, when we, you know, I mean, firstly, all of the all of the the materials that we use to make a painting, say, which right. was shipped all over the world, uh, they arrive, you know, eventually come to your place. You probably use some petrol and stuff to, to oh, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, them. yeah. When you think uh, about it, there's energy. They're, they're at your place, like, and you paint a picture, and then you've got to sell a print of the picture. You you know all of the computers and stuff and the scanning and the, the and packaging, the printer, the like the print has to be manufactured. <laughs> the inks. 
the paper, all of that stuff was also shipped in from all over the world, the packaging. And then you're shipping what, like 50 to 100 of right. these things to all different countries. Right. How much energy is consumed in that? Like, yeah, we don't yeah. Know. We're and not it's drawing a comparison here. It's not fair. It's not a fair comparison. Yeah, yeah. I, mean? I think that's the point. It's not that. Uh, okay, so so that makes Ethereum okay. We shouldn't no. try. We shouldn't try anything. Then it's not saying that. It's. it's I think. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I think it it points out that just the just the bias against it that 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 no one's talking about all the other stuff. Not really. Not no. like oh, you do prints you know how much uh, resources were wasted on that expensive printer you bought and how much it cost exactly. to ship and how much gas it used. And, and it's just like, I just saw a, a pie chart actually this right before we got on, on Twitter where someone it's, it's, it says it's had, uh, you know, all electric energy use uh, combined. Oh, fuck. It was like all energy used by industry and then or by, by all commercial uh industry and it was like a huge it was you know most of the the pie chart and then yeah. all all the energy used by agriculture all the energy used by i don't know builders and cement cement manufacturer and this and that large chunks and then it was ethereum and bitcoin were these two little tiny slivers yeah and it's, yeah. And it's like you know it's fine to criticize it and and every of course no one's anti-environment yeah. everybody cares about the environment it's just like you know be be reasonable about this and look at it in the big pick in the grand scheme of things and if you're going to hate it you know really get informed on on why you're hating it not just because you saw a, a, a video that pointed out every negative aspect of it one thing that tim malloy our, our artist for the toddler pillar project keeps saying and whenever this stuff's brought, brought up is like point to one industry that is working towards reducing their energy consumption by over 99% over the next six months. Right. Just, that's, that's not a thing. That's right. That's, that is what Ethereum's doing, you know? Right. Um, so they're actually doing something about it. Um, and I think to make that viable, people need to actually use it as well, you know, for sure, to, you know, to make yeah, that yeah. A viable. So, and that, and that then has the potential to solve all kinds of, uh energy consumption issues in the in the long run you know as far as like definitely you know like if if it really disrupts the banking system and all of these other industries you yeah. know uh banking uses shit tons yeah. of energy compared to to blockchain technology and it, and and you know there's uh there's a lot of um there's a potentially upending the whole banking in, industry you know and getting rid yeah. of that whole thing so um, so yeah i mean there's there's a lot of there's a lot of arguments there but I, I think it's it's naive to say that it's not a problem um it is a problem right and but but luckily it's also a problem that people are working to like a lot of smart people are working to solve over a short period of time right They've been, in fact when ethereum was created that was a part of their roadmap ethereum 2 which they've, they've actually rebranded it right it's, it's a They've, they've changed the name of what it's called. But at that point, it was like Ethereum 1 was like like the experimental phase with the proof, proof of work. Mm -hmm. And then they were going, always going to move to, to proof of stake, not just to, to make it uh, more scalable, but also to make it environmentally friendly. You know? Right. So that was always the long-term vision of, of um, you know, the, the founders of Ethereum. Yeah. yeah there's, there's also the, um, the, the, 
point that could be made that you know uh i don't know who who i heard this from but somebody said it's like or i think it was from that proco video proco does a pretty good nft video explaining just the principle of nfts and collecting and stuff and um he said it's kind of like complaining about politics but not voting if you're you're just turning your back on the nft world and not getting involved because you can get in there and you can support a chain that is environmentally friendly i know a lot of people who do that like yeah. the solana you know is is like uses each transaction uses like slightly more than a google uh google search yeah and then you, know? you can um there's a lot of them um and the more you and- push for that the more people are going to try and deal with it you know the more pressure exactly. that these people have so the best so, thing you can do is get involved and 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 try and push it that way the problem is people are so uneducated and so biased against it that even if you mint on solana or even tezos or one of these things that just have almost no environmental impact or relatively no environmental impact um or very little uh and you mention i'm minting on solana and i'm minting an nft if you have like what half a million followers they're going to like, and you can even say like, it's on Solana. There's almost no environmental impact. <laughs> they're going to slaughter you. Right. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to, they'll pull out the pitchforks and they'll come for your, your blood and it'll be because of the environment. Right. Yeah. They don't really, you know, it's not really understood, I guess, or, or they'll I mean, just think you're talking, they'll just think you're talking shit because they read somewhere that NFTs are destroying the planet. So yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I am. The other thing, that i that i hear is uh well the one of the big criticisms is all the um people stealing art people can steal your art and mint it it's like fucking people steal art all the time i know just about every one of my artist friends have had their work stolen and put on t-shirts by some company in china and you know and how do you and you you deal with it by everyone bombs their page all the fans It's like that's how you deal with it in the NFT world too. I imagine is you call yeah, them yeah. out and and you know it happens. But all these things happen in the traditional art market as well. Yeah, there are ways to to see if it's the authentic thing on the blockchain. Though I mean, if right, for instance, was it minted originally by the official Chetzar wallet, or was it minted somewhere else? It's like okay, well, it's minted somewhere else. It's not. It's not Chets. Right. Originally, you know? yeah. It's that's a that's a pretend one, um, and you don't and even you go to the website and see what the official link to the OpenSea or wherever it is, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, so. I don't know. There, there's there's a lot of great uh, rebuttals to the arguments you always hear. At least enough that they're worth considering and thinking about and putting it in perspective because it just it's just like. I think a lot of it is is uh, climate anxiety because everyone's freaked out. Everyone's I'm freaked out about the environment. Everybody is. It's like scary as shit. So it's just like it's a place to put it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a place that you can just put it and express your your anxiety about it. Um, unfortunately, yeah. it happens to be the one place where artists are finally getting paid what they're worth for the first time yeah. in all of history. I know, I know. <laughs> you know it's like finally artists finally artists are are uh you know getting getting their due finally and then and, and then they're just getting shit on by people who I don't know. really know what they're talking about it's such, such a, a bummer classic scenario, isn't it it's like 
Of course. Yeah, of yeah, course. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're used to it. I mean, I was like that at first. I was I was one of those assholes. I, I didn't like go out and really get into it, but I, I definitely, you know, said it was the fid fidget spinner of of the art world and yeah. and that it's bad for the environment. And, and and then I was and then I and now I feel stupid because of it. It's like that's OK. That's what I have to live with because I was a dummy. I didn't do my research. You know, I just believed the hype. And um, yeah. but that's OK as long as you get there, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I think there's there's one one last argument that um, I've read and uh, you know against the environmental kind of argument with Ethereum in particular. Um, now Ethereum itself obviously is an energy is a, is is a high, there's relatively high energy consumption mm -hmm. uh, for Ethereum because of the the fact the fact that it's proof of work. But if you look at the effects that NFT minting and usage and transactions has on that overall, it doesn't have a hugely significant effect. Ethereum's being used in millions of different ways. Right, uh, right. Yeah, it's a in, tiny fraction. The NFT market is a tiny yeah. fraction of, of it's, what's it's, It is actually a significant amount, but it's like running Ethereum, it, it has this like running Ethereum and all of the things that it does, it kind of has this sort of baseline level of energy consumption mm. and and the amount of activity on top of that it does affect it but it doesn't affect it significantly so mm. you can't say any one thing so if you took ethereum right. out of the equation so if you took nfts out of the equation it the energy consumption would be slightly lower but you can't say like i think a lot of the stats that people see is like just saying okay this is what ethereum consumes so that must be NF, that's nfts you know they're not you can't weed all of these things out. Right. So that's, yeah. That's, that, it's kind of, um, it warps the, the, the data, I guess, you know, because it's not, it's not like you can't like compare energy consumption on Ethereum to what the NFT impact is. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's another thing that's kind of, so when people come up with these crazy stats or this data, it's, um, it's often inaccurate because yeah of, for that very reason yeah, yeah yeah right yeah yeah and that's the you know i i saw a statistic that said or someone was or i don't know i read it or something that um that it uses ethereum uses less energy than gaming gaming uses more energy than uh or than than uh the blockchain does gaming worldwide gaming and the argument yeah. is that but when it scales it's using a lot but it's still not using as much as gaming but gaming is using using a ton and yeah. when it scales that means it would be a huge amount but by the time it scales hopefully it will be at proof of stake and then then it won't be yes yeah, definitely gone you know it won't be able to it won't be able to scale without Right. stake and without layer two technology because to do a, a transaction on it even now is so expensive can yeah. you imagine yeah it's it ridiculous was, and slow like i mean like like it it's it was never meant to cost this much because it was meant to scale by now right right um like but the gas is just so expensive and the whole thing's so slow that it's uh it's really prohibitive it can't scale without right that. yeah yeah that's a good point because people won't be able to afford to use it when it gets to that level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So it, uh, it would be a rich man's game, you know, it's like, yeah. 
I mean, it's already kind of like that with that, like you see um, people in the in the developing world adopting all of the like Polygon and the other blockchains like uh, that are really cheap um, because they can't afford the gas, you know? Right. You actually need money to make money in this space. Right, yeah. right. Let me ask you one. Uh, the only other criticism I can think of is yeah. that um, most artists fail in the crypto in the nft space and uh so it's like a, a a large percent of you know it's it's billed as like you can get in and get rich as an artist but most people don't make it or don't make a lot of money and i think i just answered my own question because think about the they say that in art school yeah, yeah. only one to two percent of one to two percent of the people in art school are going to actually make it a living as an artist i would say it's the same thing yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would say, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not looking at the, from, from what I've experienced, from what I've seen, I, I've seen a lot of success stories. I've seen a lot of people who haven't succeeded, but then it's all relative. You know, what are we talking about? Are we talking about making a fortune or are we talking about making a living? Right. You know right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's an extraordinary amount of people who have been like, whose lives have been transformed yeah and I, I know you know some personally it's like i know some personally too it's like it's not just a story you read about in in, in a right. on a blog it's like these are people we know that it's ch yeah. changed their lives people that had health problems people that yeah. were going to be fucking bankrupt if if, yeah. if something didn't change because of medical issues and it yeah. it saved their asses and no one yeah. ever talks about that either that's the other thing that it really kind of pisses me off that you're 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 making this person that was going to go bankrupt or die because they couldn't afford to get their medication and you're going to fucking lay a guilt trip on him for you know allowing this technology to to turn his life around it's yeah. lame i don't like that um but even on a on a different level like uh and i i can say like tim malloy uh was in a crazy amount of debt before this project mm -hmm. and he was uh living from paycheck to you know from month to month um sounds like me but it's completely transformed his life you know <laughs> yeah. he's, he's he's moved to you know another state closer to his family and he's able to he now he has the freedom to just make his art right know? yeah it's amazing he doesn't have any debt anymore he's had that debt since um you know since uh university it was in some kind of you know, uh, course that costs a lot of money. He's just mm -hmm. bankrupt him back in the day, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. It's like, I, I have to, I have to kind of strike it sort of, sort of big, not millionaire big, but I need to make a significant amount in order to shed this debt that I've been carrying for probably 30 years. Seriously. It's like, you know, you get it down and then something happens and you have to put it yeah. on credit cards. You're running a business. You know how it is. And it's like well, in America, you don't have the health care as well. Yeah, so no. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You'll that's die. Scary. They'll let you die before before they'll treat yeah. you. Yeah, that's um, that's a big problem. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, I know so many I, I know so many people in the NFT space who like just announced I finally paid off all my debt that yeah. I've had since I was like a teenager, you know, it's right, like, right. Like since I became an adult, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's my goal. I just want to get back to zero. That's my ultimate goal. It's like I just want I've to get to all, zero. I think Jeff Soto announced something like that not long ago. Like he just he paid off his debt, you know, Amazing. from through NFTs. Yeah. Um, 
but but another thing is it's all like it's all relative to where you are in the world as well so for instance there's this incredible community of of thai people filipino people um people from all kinds of developing countries mm -hmm. or you know just countries that are less well off than you know australia and america um who have uh and the amount of the level of adoption in these countries is very high because mm -hmm. like these people are like living in a lot of these people yeah live in poverty, right yeah uh, they're creative you know and they and and they've come into this space and they're not not making the kind of money some of them are but most of them aren't making the kind of money that would make a, a massive difference in our countries but, but yeah it's completely transformed their lives in their countries. Right. You know, yeah. Cost of living is so much lower. Yeah. But they're making like, you know, it's it's completely it's it's changed. Like we might look at those sales and think, well, that wouldn't really make a big difference, but it really has. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I I I want to say also, um, I, I I've seen, um, I've seen some people get in the the NFT market that should have made it, but didn't because their work's amazing. Yeah. But I, I think that um, you have to do it right. You have to do it a certain yeah. way. It's it's like, it's sort of like thinking that you could be a successful artist by renting a gallery space. No one, no one really knows you and you putting your work up and thinking that you're, you're going to sell them. It's like, it doesn't, that's not how you, you build an art career. It's like, that's true. And, and that's, and it's not how you, you can't just get in the NFT and put it up there. It's like, you have to, get involved in the community and show that you're, you know, people want to support you when you support them. And, yeah. and that you, support doesn't have to be financial. No, you no retweets, man. It's, and it's like, it, whatever, yeah. yeah. And it feels good. It feels good. You, you kind of, you kind of start off like, okay, this is the game. You got to retweet things. You got to comment on people's threads. You got to join yeah. the Twitter spaces. You got to hype your name. And then you start doing it. And then you realize it's like, this is what, I want to do anyway. It's like this yeah, art, it, art. This art is amazing. It's like yeah. I want to share it, and you're not doing it for that reason. You're doing it because it's a badass piece of art you want to share with all your friends. Exactly. And exactly. you go you go in the Twitter spaces because you want to talk to people because they're cool. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So, so it's it's and that's another kind of a, a mind fuck in a way is that all the things that will make you successful are also the things that are fun and like the right thing to do. So it's weird. It's like, it's not normally like that in, in, you know, especially in American capitalist land where it's, you know, it's, it's all about angling and, and playing your cards. Right. But it's like, if you go in with the right frame of mind in the NFT space and kind of just do the right thing that, that will serve you as, as, that, yeah. as an artist in there. And it's not just like, people can tell when you're just like, I mean, obviously, when you first get in, you're like, you're trying to make money, you're, you're trying to figure out how do I make this thing successful, right? right? But then you kind of you really do start to get affected by this, this, this good vibe in this community. Right. Uh, and, and it's kind of like, and they really reward. Um, what am I trying to say? Authenticity, you know, yeah, they, they, for reward, sure. they reward authenticity. The more you like, you can tell there's people in the space who are like, only out for themselves and they're, they're saying the right things right but, but people aren't believing it i know, know? i know uh, yeah. we had a twitter we had a twitter space the other day and and, and it was someone like that pop in and like they they're like a car used car they're, salesman they were reading they're reading from yeah. a paper they're reading their pitch from a paper you could tell they're reading it for their project yeah. and it's like that's not how you do it man 
you know, yeah, yeah. and and you, I, I've been in other Twitter spaces too, where you can just feel that it's like it's a it's a it's hacky and and it's a used car salesman type thing, and then other ones yeah. where it's just like it, you can tell people can tell when it's real. You so know? the more you, the more authentic you are, and the more you um you build others up in the space, right? The more they want to sort of right help you and and but the the moment it's it's kind of like this weird so it's like spiritualism the moment you sort of you know um i don't know what i'm trying to say the moment <laughs> you you focus you become more focused on what you can get in return the whole thing falls apart yeah so like, yeah yeah you it's know what so, i mean it's like um yeah, it's so give, weird you've got to give um with no expectations or else humans can sense this shit unless you're like unless you're a sociopath <laughs> right because there are i think there are some incredible sociopath slash actors who could probably convince for sure people. yeah yeah for sure but most of us are not that you know yeah 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 absolutely yeah that's a great point yeah so it's like you're you're rewarded for doing the right thing and being a good person and being yourself and asking questions it's like people yeah. love to help it's so weird people like they'll you know, I was insecure at first about asking questions about things because I didn't know shit. And, um, and everybody just wants to answer them and help you. They want you to ask questions. It's like, yeah, they're waiting for you to ask questions so that they can help you. It's such a, such a weird, it's so different. It's kind of like a culture shock at first, you know, yeah, you think, is there something, is there some ulterior motive here that everyone's yeah. so cool and helpful? Am I missing something? And it's like, it's not when you're, you know, when you're amongst the right people, it's, 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 it's a really kind of amazing thing, really beautiful thing. We should, um, we should host a series of like, um, host and co-host a series of Twitter spaces for dark artists in the NFT space. Definitely. Absolutely. That'd be really fun. Like just yeah, a yeah. general for, you know, our people to come and share. For sure. Yeah. 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 We've been, we were talking about that actually about maybe doing something this week i was talking to josh about it last week um yeah. uh yeah so we're totally down for sure that'd be great because you don't see i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of uh the pop surrealist and lowbrow and maybe more broadly the new contemporary movement especially lowbrow is quite big in this space mm -hmm. um but the dark art it hasn't it's it, it's around <laughs> but they haven't necessarily teamed up together and sort of right formed. i mean that's that's you that's what you do you know? <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm ready they were waiting yeah. for you you know I, that, that, i've seen a few little spaces that say dark art and nfts but right just a few you know a few outsiders sort of trying to get i mean it, it's wonderful that they're doing it but there's there's usually not much of an audience because right. they haven't had the right facilitator yet or, or the right people involved. So it just needs to grow. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. That was the other thing that struck me is uh, how many amazing dark artists there are that I'd never heard of um, yeah. in NFTs making really cool stuff. Yeah. It, I thought like, I, I thought I knew all the dark artists being in my, in the community, in the dark art society. It's like, I thought I knew everybody. It's like, no, there's right. a whole bunch of people doing this digital dark art it's amazing i mean they've been outside of the art worlds they've been the outside right 
the artwork, the gallery world is just uh, not interested in digital art for the most part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, how do you even monetize that? How do you, how do you, I, how do you collect that? Like you, until I, now. Yeah. yeah. I remember going to galleries when, Cam, you know, Cam DeLeon, who was, yeah. who was all digital at that point and yeah. us going together, like trying to get into galleries. And I remember, you know, big galleries just turning him down. Like we can't sell this because it's digital. Yeah. And it's like, that dude's a genius. You know, he's, yeah. he's really a genius. He's amazing. His, his work's incredible. And just to be turned a turn away guy like that, it's, it's, it's a, it's a real shame, but, but now there's a place for all these people. That's the other thing that's amazing about it is it's all these digital people. There's a home for them now uh, and a way to earn off of it. I mean, it's part of the reason that I uh, transitioned to, to physical paintings. Cause it's like, I couldn't really, I tried to do a digital business at one point, like a service type business doing digital effects. And I couldn't really make that work. And then I was doing my looping animations but I couldn't, and I did that DVD, the Disturb the Normal DVD, yeah. and uh, you know that's sold. But I didn't, I didn't make that much money off of it. It cost a lot of money, and and it, you sell them a couple a week. You've and, got rights to those, those. Yeah, loops, yeah. Don't you? I mean, those loops. Uh, yeah, we're gonna yeah. get you onto rare. We have I know. to get you onto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I just need to. Oh my god. To upres them, I think. Those I mean, are... you could you could probably pay off your debt with a few of those loops. It's just like that's. I don't know. That's, I, I believe that's what I'm. That's kind of like my plan. <laughs> that's been my plan all along. Is saving those for, for when I get in a on a, a really a higher end platform. You know. Yeah. Well, I know, got, those will go. I, I know those I, will I go. I know those will go. Someone about that about getting you onto super rare, but I have. I have a fallback plan as well. So, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I got I found another artist actually says he knows someone at Super Rare and offered, and yeah. again, a successful artist just was a fan, and yeah. we got talking, and he's like, "Oh, I know someone. I'll 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 put in a word for you." It's like I got two people putting a word in for me. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. they, it's it's pro they're probably all putting a word in to the same person. You know, there is oh. there is individual. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is, but there's an individual who's in charge of those decisions. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. I'm super excited. I bet you know, he's being hit up by people from all angles. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I'm just waiting. I've got, and that's, you know, uh, I've got all that digital work and I've got so many ideas for other uh, one-of-ones like all digital. It's like, I'm getting kind of going to go back to my, I'm so excited just creatively. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah, um, and if you can take some of your 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 favorite paintings and actually, oh, just a little little bit of animation, a bit of I've movement, been, I've a been, bit of breathing, some sound effects, whatever. I yeah. started doing that. I yeah. started doing that in 2012 for the documentary yeah. or oh, 2013. You still because got those files? Uh, no, it's like no. But, but I started and I was like, oh, I don't have time to do this because I know how to do it. I yeah. know the program well enough. Um, I just didn't have time because those were going to be the transitions between the scenes and the documentary. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's but now there's a reason to do them because, I mean, seeing any of the, those kind of classic, the ego death painting, moving, the guy, the Grim Reaper yeah, exactly. meditating, floating, and just, oh, it's going to be... What I love about that too is super fun. the painting from the 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 nft because it's like the painting is an original and then the nft if you manage to change it through animation or something right that it's, it's a new original you know true yeah yeah it's 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 its own thing that's a yeah. good point anyway 
we've been going a long time, but uh, oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. if uh, I'm just so excited. And I know you've been doing so well. Congratulations on your success. It's amazing to see. And, um, yeah. uh, I, uh, I, you know, I know that, you know, how exciting it all is. So I think it's cool that we're able to talk about it and hopefully get other people to at least consider it. Cause it's, you know, like, like I've been saying, I don't benefit from this. If anything, I'm going to get shit for talking about it. So I'm doing it because I want to help people, artists, basically, because a lot of artists listen to this podcast. Yeah. So I'm, I'm risking the important work, really, because you, yeah, you, you are risking your reputation. But um, that's how much I believe I, in it, though. You know, I haven't done a lot of that to be honest. I've just I stopped posting about it on Instagram and Facebook because I was yeah. just like, okay. Every time I mention it, I bleed followers. It's kind of like, so I just decided to build an entirely new thing over on Twitter. And that's it's like, okay, this is my NFT world. Right. This is my everything else world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I've been doing too. But except for the podcast, I've been talking about it a little bit. Um, just because, like I said, it's, it's uh, I think it's important for people to, if nothing else, it's important to understand because it's going to be, it's coming in the future. Everything's going to be related to it. So you might as well learn about it, but man, the opportunities uh, for people, especially artists who are good, but never quite got a foothold in galleries. It's like, this is the place for you. If you do it right, you know, I'm going to have to get some water. Uh, I guess we're going to wind up now anyway, but yeah. And have been for a long time. (laughs) Okay. Well, John's getting water. And I'm too lazy to edit, so I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to talk about his nice house, um, his little chihuahua. You can see the little chihuahua going by. That is the smallest little chihuahua I've ever seen, I think. Okay, John's got his water. <laughs> I want to, I, I need to. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Can you see her? Yeah, yeah. So cute. Yep. <laughs> She's amazing. Like she's so amazing. I'm obsessed with this animal. I've never loved it. I've never loved an animal this much. Yeah. It's, how, how could you not? So cute. She's amazing. Yeah. I was a cat person before her. She completely oh. me. Yeah. 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 I love cats, but uh, Lisa's allergic to cats, so we can't really have them. So we had to I've go just with dogs. Never, like had like such a deep sort of. <laughs> <laughs> how can you not with that face we I'm used to sure. we we got we used to own we've owned four chihuahuas i grew up like in the 70s with a chihuahua named reggie um yeah. but 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 my family now my wife and uh kids it's like we had we were getting chihuahuas you know and um then one of my kids brought a pit bull home and then, yeah. uh, then I just fell in love with pit bulls. There's cause they're so sweet. There's the coolest dogs. Um, yeah. just, just, they're just like the crypto right. market. They have a bad yeah. reputation. Everyone thinks everyone thinks they're evil and horrible, but they're actually the sweetest dogs. It's just like NFTs. They're only the pit ones bulls. that were mistreated that, that have that kind of. Yeah. And there's, and there's when they're mistreated when they've got that kind of, you know, yeah. scary. Yeah. And they're, and they're super strong. So when they do get fucked up, they can seriously do damage. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like, they're just built, but, but they're, they're, uh, their nature in general is just, is so cuddly. Oh, look at that. Oh my God. She's totally got her head up against it. She's falling asleep. 
she's she's got no thinking in her brain. She just falls asleep in whatever position that you put her in. She's actually not very intelligent. Oh my god, she's so cute. You don't have to be intelligent when you're that cute. No, she the intelligence would would take away from this. <laughs> her survival technique is cuteness and yeah. lack of intelligence. <laughs> anyway, we just we we got uh we started getting pit bulls and rescuing them because they're always in the pound too. Because people, yeah. So, so, but otherwise, we would still be hooked on chihuahuas because we love chihuahuas. They're amazing. I think you had both when I visited. Yeah, you. that's right. That's right. We had uh, Bella, Bella, and Tatsu. Yeah. Tatsu. Yep. Yeah. Um, she died though. We only got one left. They all died. We got one pit bull left baby girl, which I don't think you met, which is a smaller one. Right. She's really oh. cool. She's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to I'm going to get another chihuahua. I'm going to end up with like a whole army yeah. of them. Yeah. That's not that's not a bad goal to have. A whole army. I mean, of you can you can kind of deal with that in a space, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, they're 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 It's like having just one bigger dog. Yeah, yeah. No, like Tatsu was, especially when he got older, he stunk. He had skin rashes, he shed, you know, the, the house stunk because of him. He was a great dog, but chihuahuas are just so, they're so small. They're easy to deal with. Their, tur their turds are small. Oh, they're so small. They're delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Even their shit is cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. All right. Well, is there any, do you have any, any last words you'd like to, words of wisdom well, you'd like to impart? I guess I, I, I do hope that um, more people from the, the dark art society come into the, you know, the NFT space. And I, I would love to help. I mean, I've sort of, I guess the Todd, it's funny because I'm not, I'm not John Baynard in, in, in NFT land. I'm actually toddler pillars. Right. And now I'm pillars as well. And I mean, they know, oh, some right. of them know me as John as well. Like I'm, I'm not anonymous. It's just that I only use those accounts right like i got this neglected john baynard account <laughs> i just decided <laughs> to take on the identity of of my projects but i would i would just love to host spaces for dark artists and just i guess uh you know i've built up a, a significant following in this space and i'd love to help our community out by right. you know um bringing highlighting different artists um i'd love to do that with you and i think that would be really cool absolutely yeah, yeah let's do it yeah be amazing so, um, I, I yeah, I look forward to seeing more more artists from from our world come into the space because whenever I do, like I talked to David Stepakis the other day, and he's he's planning to mm -hmm. to do a drop soon as well. And you know, the, everyone's coming. It's it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Let's like, make it happen quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you just yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very very wise words of wisdom. Well, yeah. um, thank you. It was great talking to you. Great catching up again, man. A super fun yeah, conversation. Um, continued success on everything, but I'll be talking to you on the Twitter space, on a Twitter yeah, space cool. soon. Um, anything you want to say promotion-wise? I guess, you know, I'd love it if you guys could check out toddlerpillars.com. It's just toddler and pillars, like caterpillars.com. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, uh yeah, check them out. And if you, if you like them, you know, consider adopting one and, <laughs> and uh, 
and and also the chimera pillars which are coming up soon so um yeah there's a lot of stuff going on i don't want to go into too much depth about that but i'd love it if you could uh yeah you guys could just just check it out and cool. um, have a yeah absolutely all right well you have to say we have to just the last thing left to do is we just have to say goodbye audience oh goodbye audience <laughs> that's yeah, it cool okay <laughs> wait a minute oh shit i gotta i'm not used to the software still one more time goodbye audience goodbye audience <laughs>